Hello and welcome to the Extra Innings Baseball Show. I'm your host, Logan Stump, and with me today is the man of the hour, Jordan Wiegand. How are you doing, Jordan? I am, like, super much excited to be here. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> oh, so those of you that don't listen to, what was it, Stateside Soccer Show? I think so. It may have yeah. been here. I don't even know anymore. It feels like Stateside. At this point, it could have been Marvel. It could have been, like, our DC podcast. <laughs> or, we don't have a DC podcast, so don't go looking for Not it. Not yet. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 14.301, so Jordan, I had a student find my podcast because he started listening to the stoppage time one, Oh, and he asked me, he goes, 14.301, you guys have 14,301 podcasts? I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) It's about right. It's about right. On one of them... I, I accidentally said super much, and uh, it's been an in-joke. Just like when we were in Disney and I said, what, potato, tomato? Yeah, <laughs> potato, tomato, dude. Um, because, you know, that, that's the correct term uh, in, in phrasing, I think, on that one. But uh, how you doing, Jordan? You, you doing all right? Are you hanging in there? Is you, are you excited for anything coming up? Um, no. <laughs> I am, no, I'm very excited. Uh, while work has been hectic, I'm very excited to come home from work almost every day this week and be able to turn on a baseball game right. that's playoffs, October baseball, really excited for that. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's a bad thing that the first game is a real dud. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but Sure. But, yeah, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. But uh, not only are we doing a playoff preview, we are also going to be talking – some uh some manager news to to start stuff off um before we do that but uh we're gonna give our thoughts and we're gonna should we pick our world series winners let's today? go for it yeah might as well let's right? go for it yeah, yeah we'll do that and maybe throw in some mvp talk and stuff like that because i'm sure yeah. we all thought about that when we were off the air but i mean we got a huge show so or huge show huge huge show um words are hard sometimes uh but we've got a big one super today. much yeah super much <laughs> um yesterday felt like uh 163 right I, even though it was 162 it definitely had that feel of 163 just because of how many teams were in it um so, a little let down though yeah, um same so i had like same. you know the football games on the tv i had my uh i had the baseball games on my phone you know and i was playing mm-hmm. video games on my computer i had everything going would have been a great time for the um six screens or whatever but i had like mlb network on and they were going from every game and i was like just sitting there watching it and it it did not start off the best way um you know like it got i guess it started off okay red sox took started losing right yeah. away and i think but really uh, like toronto took an early lead and then they decimated the, my Orioles and then you know the Mariners uh got out well Shohei Otani led off with a home run to put the Mariners in a bad spot right. and actually like they gave up like four runs in the first two innings and at that point I'm looking at it like oh man it's not as exciting as 2011 you know people we've talked about how that's one of my favorite memories Robert mm. Andino knocking the Red Sox out then Evan Longoria hitting a home run to to make the playoffs and this did not have that same sort of weight. It could have. Right. We could have ended up with so many game 163s. Uh-huh. It would have been great. But instead, the baseball god said, you're getting Yankees and Red Sox, and you're going to like it. Yeah, so I texted Jordan. This was, what, last night? 
no, night before that. Uh, it would have been Saturday night. Um, because I was down at my I was watching the Dolphins game down in Miami and I texted Jordan and he was at a wedding, so I knew you couldn't get back to me. But I was reading through because my dad and I were interested, and I don't think anybody really knows this, but if that if the if what would have happened if Seattle would have won and if the Toronto Blue Jays would have won and New York and Boston both lost, it would have been a four-way tie. And with the <laughs> new wild card rules in place, um, basically what would happen, what I got from it was that so even in a three-way tie, this happens. Um, so a three-way or four-way tie between teams, the first wild card team listed above, based on it's basically based on their record and head-to-head finishes. So they will they rank them whoever finished better head-to-head with all the other teams. They go first, and then second, third, fourth. Basically, what happens is the first place wild card team that was ranked would pick who they want to play, and the second uh, or whatever game that they're going to play, one sixty-three. The thing about it is, though, is if you choose the team right below you, you get the home game. But if you choose if you choose Team C, then Team C gets to host the game. And, it, and then there's like a, a tiebreaker where if, you know, you, you choose one team, if it's A and B, then the A team gets to host. But if you choose Team C, then they also have to beat Team B. So it's like a bunch of like you get to choose which wildcard team you want to play. But if you pick the worst wildcard team, you don't get to host any of the games. You have to play one away game. If you And the Yankees. Pick, it's wild. Pick Toronto. <laughs> they did not right. want to face Boston. Yeah. They yeah. had picked Toronto, and that came out before um, the games because right. they already had to pick before game 162 in, in case that they had to quickly schedule this stuff. Like the Yankees already had to have yeah. their pick um, on who they would pick if they finished first. Right. And um, so that was the pick. They would have picked Toronto, so it would have been Seattle versus uh, Red Sox. Right. So if you pick the easier route, you actually had the hardest way because you had to play away games. If you pick one of the like a harder kind of medium route, then you got to play your home games as the number one wild card team. So there was like some advantages and then there was like huge disadvantages. Like, did you want to try to pick the C team or the worst team and we'll play a one off? Or did you want to play two games and you get to host both? So like there was major like decisions i i couldn't imagine being in that situation jordan and picking the wrong one <laughs> like if you were if you were sitting there as the yankees and you had finished first and you picked the blue jays well okay what made you think the blue jays it had been interesting to hear all of those storylines and those narratives but also try to figure out okay was that necessarily the right choice and then if one of those teams had lost that made the choice of who to play then what was going to happen with them right because then i think it's what it's managerial like who decides that and how do and they i was wrong too vote? i was wrong the yankees actually picked the red sox so they would okay. have had the home game because i think they wanted to have the home game yeah so they wanted to avoid the the away game one-off game so yeah it was fascinating because i had no idea now i'm rooting for it every year i'm rooting for a three-way tie between all i am team chaos teams. yeah i am team <laughs> chaos every year unless if the unless yes. if it's the orioles i go in there i want the yeah. easiest easiest path yeah the cubs had something similar to this where they had to play the cardinals in a 160 i want to say either it was a cardinal and they played like a 162 and 163 and then got shafted and got thrown into the wild card against the rockies and the rockies who we thought we could beat at wrigley we ended up losing too so we were like one of the better teams but got knocked out of the what year was that i want to say it was 2018 2019 i want to say if, I don't remember if that's the correct year, but it feels like the right year because the next year was pandemic. Yes. Yep. Uh, so, Rockies in 2018. Yeah. Beat the Cubs two to one. That's what it was. 2018. 
Yeah, that was brutal. We couldn't hit, uh, and there was nothing. It was Javi Baez by himself who was hitting well. We were just not a hot team. Speaking of which, we, we, we've got some news on some fronts where some former Cubs have played. Uh, the first one that I want to get into, Jordan, and um, you were nice enough to update here so that we get in this before we get on to the managerial and uh, different plays that the playoffs will have. Um, Padres fire uh, Jace Tangler after a 79-83 and 83 finish, and the Mets fire – uh, Luis Rojas. Uh, who, I think they technically, I think I got that wrong. They didn't technically it, fire him. I think it was like an option that they didn't pick up, okay. but he's either way. He's out of a job. Yeah. Out of a job. And then Rojas is no longer with the Mets after 77 and 85 finish. Um, first of all, I want to ask you, Jordan, as a San Diego fan, put your, put your San Diego uh, Padre hat on, right? Um, I know you probably don't have one, but let's just pretend you do at this point. Is this too early after a, pandemic shortened season where he didn't really have his team and this is his first real season as a manager at the helm i i consider real um and a, a team that was very good to start the season was this too early to let go of jace tingler no i think i think there's some stuff we probably don't know about either yeah. um you know we did have the machado had to step up and pretty much uh, yell at Tatis to get his mind right. You know, they're best friends, right. and people really uh, blew that out of proportion. I mean, he was, you know, he even says, like, you're my effing best friend, like, you yeah. know, just, you know, whatever. But I, I think there's probably stuff we don't know about with that, but I think there was an issue with Jace Tingler's leadership. Uh, we saw it even last year in the shortened season. Tatis hits a home run a grand slam in a blowout game that actually, you know, th that got people upset, got the Rangers upset, which is Jace Tingler's former organization. And he took the, the Rangers side on this. Um, Cause it was a three Oh pitch or something. Get over it. Uh, you know, I I'm tired of all of this. I'm seeing it now with the, with the Ravens and you know, the Br Broncos are upset. The Ravens ran for the last five yards of the game mm. instead of kneeling. I see, People constantly get upset. We saw it with um, uh, with Yerman uh, Mercedes this year and Tony Larusa when he got up when Larusa got upset that Mercedes hit a home run on a three zero count. And it's I'm tired of unwritten rules. I'm tired of all this stuff. Just if you want us to not hit a home run, don't groove it down the middle of the plate for three zero. Right, because. Guess what happens when it's 3-0 and you groove it down the plate and I don't swing? It's 3-1 and you're going to still try to get me out. So mm -hmm. why is it fair for me to – why is it not fair for me to try to hit the ball out if you're going to try to get me out? It's um, just weird rules. And then they're like, well, you know what? We're going to have to hit you now. And it's just the most <laughs> bizarre stuff about baseball. Right. Honestly, we're going to you know beam you with a 100-mile-an-hour – pitch that can break a rib because you were mean to me by hitting a home run. And the fact that he didn't have his players back there and he took like his former organization side, I think was mm -hmm. something that upset a lot of Padre fans back then. And I think when you look at some of the notes I made here, they were last in first place, May 30th. All right. So that isn't actually that long ago. That's like almost two months into the season that they're in first place in a season where the Giants and Dodgers are going to win a hundred some games, the Padres were leading them right. in that division. They end up finishing twenty eight games back. 
They were at one time almost a shoe in for at least a wild card spot. We thought all three, we thought two wild cards and the division winner would get in almost mm-hmm. like the AL East, that the NL West would do that. Didn't happen. Their most games they were ever over 500 was 18 last on August 10th. That's only less than two months ago right. that they were 18 games above 500 and they finished 79 and 83. Just some real, I, I get it. You know, Tatis got injured and stuff for a bit, but they were actually treading water during his injury mm-hmm. where I thought they were going to be okay. And then the losses just really start piling up. <laughs> Once you look at August 11th, two, a uh, Four losses in a row, then a win, then another four losses or five losses in a row, then a win, then another four losses in a row. And when you start heading into September, at that point, they're 72 and 62. Mm. All right. August 31st, they are 72 and 62. They're still 10 games above 500. And guess what? In the month of September, then they're only going to finish with winning another six games. Yeah. Six games? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, yeah. I understand people are upset with their GM as well. Yeah. But with this roster, they should have at least got a wild card spot. And I understand people say, well, the Cardinals got hot and all this stuff. But Padres got really cold. Colder right. than San Diego, the city gets, right? Because they winning six games in a month is like Oriole behavior. What were you going to say, Logan? Uh, so I, I think part of it, too, is, is you look at this team and they are the third best team in an NL West that is by far the best division in baseball. So you're looking at two teams, especially with San Francisco and LA, who would get to uh, being the best two teams in the NL and maybe the best two teams in this playoff format. Um, and and they, they are looking up to the big brothers. They've always kind of been the big brothers ever since we've been watching. Um, there was time back in the early 2000s where they were really good, where they kind of owned the division. But since then, it's been a really rough go for San Diego. The, the thing is, is that I think with what you said, I think there's a lot of underlying things that we just don't know about Tingler and the Padres with the management of young players. And you've got to be really careful with young players because this kind of became an issue a little bit with the Cubs as well. Um, when they were younger, they had guys that were um, volatile. And I think that if you mix them in with the right crowd, I think that the Cubs in 2016 don't win the World Series. I think having guys and anchors, um, veterans that really anchor the team, and don't let the superstars, you know, let it get to their head too much that they are the guy. And I think that that's where it ends up sometimes with Tatis. I think it's it, it, whether it's him or whether it's people around him that don't feel comfortable with him. I think there's times where um, and it seems like the, that I think it was Andy Green that was currently or that was formerly with the Padres that was also having a, a, a difficult time controlling that team as well. And I think that you know, the Padres management, the Padres ownership has always been kind of rough um, since we can remember, since we've been watching. Um, and I, I think it's it was time to get rid um, of Jace. And I think it was a good move. Now it's about replacing him with somebody that I think could manage this team. Um, and if you're looking around at the league, you're looking at experienced managers who could come in and anchor this team because the the slide that they do, um, and I've got an interesting stat here in in Early in the year, they go on a 34 and 20. Uh, that was a record uh, on May 30th. After that, up until his firing, they go 44 and 62. So that I mean, that's a that is a that's a bad team. Like that's a that's just a really bad team. 
if you take that record away from the beginning of the year up until he gets fired, that is a really, really subpar team. A 44 and 62 is not something that is like, okay, next year we can really, it's a, it's kind of concerning. Right. Um, and I think it's, oh, Jordan left me. Um, all right. So uh, what I was saying uh, before Jordan decided to quit the show um, and, and leave me here while staring at myself, uh, I was talking about the fact that I think it's a good time. I think it's a good time to start looking around at experienced managers. I think it's a good time to cut ties and it's also a good time to move on to the Mets. So that way we don't talk forever about these fires. Um, the firing of uh, Luis Rojas, Jordan, are you shocked that this happened? I mean, the Mets kind of just fall apart in a division that was clearly up for the taking. This one was a little bit more of like, yeah, he deserved this. I think we talked about it on what stoppage time or something yeah. where the Mets or off air that the Mets <laughs> yeah. broke a record of like the most consecutive days in first place and then finishing below 500, right. which is what the Mets did. So they pretty much were an even worse Padres mm-hmm. uh, example here. They finished with a slightly worse record, only two less wins than the Padres. But yeah, I mean, look, this division was theirs for the thing. Uh, they were, like I said, leading for, I think, 102 days. And then the Braves came out of nowhere, and they have had injuries, the Braves have. And mm. to have them come out of nowhere and win it, um, and and then for the Mets to finish 11 and a half games back yeah, is just kind of disgusting, honestly. Right. Because it's, it's, I don't know, it's pretty bad. Um, if you're a Mets fan, I'm sure you're upset. Look, it's not like they haven't put money into this team. You know, they went out and got Marcus Stroman on a free agent deal, I think, right? And then uh, mm-hmm. he's he's going to be a free agent again. They got – um, they they traded for Baez. They signed, they traded and then signed Lindor for like 11 years, $300 million. So, I mean, the, the new owner, Steve Cohen, put money into the team. But I also think you weren't expecting to really compete this year anyway. I think it's actually less of a big deal than the Padres. The Padres, I love, most people thought Tatis was going to be MVP. He kind of went cold and also got injured a bit. That That's probably not going to happen now. But I think that team was built to compete like this year and going forward. I mean, right. they traded for Blake Snell. They traded for you, Darvish, right? They had like all of these... Uh, they were really building a, a big team with the Dodgers, you know, and nobody expected the Giants to be as good. The Mets, I think, really conceivably, you're probably like, okay, we have a new owner. We just mm-hmm. had to fire our GM because he was a creep, right? Yeah. And then we, you know, we're going to make some signings. We, we're going to get Lindor. We're going to trade for him. We're going to sign for him. And then maybe within the next year or two, we can really make a push. But then they start out hot, right? They, I mean, they start out okay. They get near the first place of their division. They, they're up there for 102 days. They're like, you know what? Let's add Javi Baez to this. Mm-hmm. Let's try to really make a push. And then it fell apart. And uh, I, I, so I do think it's warranted. Right. I don't think he was going to be a manager that's going to lead them to glory. So I do think it's warranted. But I do think 
overall Mets fans are probably like, you know what? This year I wasn't expecting this anyway, like to win the World Series this year anyway, while Padre fans were really all in on this year. And I think Mm. that's kind of the difference between these two situations. Big issues in in New York. Like uh, if you look at, okay, I know you don't like them, but the Yankees, while many don't like them, many, they are very divisive. They run a, they run a very clean, a very professional business. And the Mets are like the sideshow. It's like, what else can the Mets do in this short span of time that is embarrassing? They go out, right? They, they have this manager or general manager come in. He's fired for creepy flirtation with the, or the reporters and everything else. And he's just been a real creep. They go in. They've had issues with Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor booing fans. No Cindergard can't stay healthy, right? Um, you've got Jake. They also Brown. had the uh, if you remember, they also had the it was the before Bias played second. Yes, yes. Uh, they had that whole brawl like yes. in, uh, in the tunnel where then they tried to say it was some sort of rat that they were looking at or raccoon yes. or something. They also had the one where uh, the it was one of their it was one of their front office members that came out and said that he didn't think that the team was motivated or something like that he was calling out all the players and by name and stuff and it was like what are you doing and then they have this whole issue where carlos beltran's hired right carlos beltran was part of the cheating scandal they can't figure that out like what what else can they do they go on they go sign francisco lindor for like 340 million dollars that's going to lock up a lot of money and they can't make signings. and he started off the season cold like he was batting really low yeah Oh, he was a bust. I mean, he was a big time bust. People are like, what was what is wrong with him? Like he really and you know, going out and trading for Baez, who strikes out all the time, being a former Cubs fan, uh or being a former, a former fan, Cubs yeah, former Baez fan. Being yeah. a former Baez fan, <laughs> uh, not a Cubs fan. I'm still there. Um, it's tough to watch because he is very talented, but man, does he have holes in his swing that he just can't fix? And he's not gonna be somebody you can anchor in a lineup around. And I think the Mets thought, hey, let's do that because he's friends with Lindor. Well, now Javi will leave. He, there's no way that they can sign him, I don't think, um, and, and stay above there. Um, Michael Conforto, I think, is also a free agent. This team's in just disarray. Noah Syndergaard will leave. I'm surprised Jacob DeGrom has stayed as long as he can, right? And the Mets went and traded their mm-hmm. best prospect to the Cubs for Javi Baez, which was one of the worst trades at the deadline. If you're looking at return, I think – they could have gotten Baez for a lot less, and they decided to flip around this 18-year-old kid who's supposed to be a stud for a guy that hits maybe 230 and strikes out a ton and is not going to help you in anywhere besides defensively. So it, I don't – like, they're such a mess. They've always been a mess. Like, it seems like they're in that same with the Padres where they, it's like the East Coast, West Coast thing. Like, they want to be just as bad of an organization as somebody like San Diego who just doesn't do it right, who hasn't figured it out. Um, but uh, those are just my thoughts. I mean, it, it's been a horrible, horrible mess over the last four or five years because there was a time, there was a time, Jordan, that the Mets were one of the best teams in baseball, and it was like five years ago. I was going to say, you know, people <laughs> always want to say LOL Mets, but I still yeah. think back to that, what, 2015 against 2015. the Royals? Yeah. And, you know, I, that's not that long ago. That's no. six years ago. I would have like I would have liked to have an Orioles – uh, just appearance in a World Series, honestly. <laughs> so I think it is funny when Mets fans, uh, you know, or just baseball fans in general, laugh at the Mets because, uh, you know, it it could be worse, right? I mean, it a could be worse. a lot, a lot worse. Um, 
DeGrom, he's great, but he's always injured. And I, yeah. I think that, honestly, I don't know where else he would go. I mean, I'm sure somebody would sign him up, but he'd probably have the same issues and he wouldn't be able to stay on the field. That's been all their pitchers. I mean, Zach Wheeler, when he was there, was hurt. Yeah. Noah Syndergaard has always been hurt. I don't think he's pitched a full season for a long time. No, he just uh, came back, and they actually played him this like last week. And I was like, yeah. why wouldn't you just shut him down at this rate? He's a free agent next year, and I don't think they sign him. I think you're going to have teams out there trying to do kind of the flip process where some of these lower-lying teams will take a shot on him. I know the That's why if I'm Syndergaard, though, I wouldn't yeah. even want to pitch for him this yeah. year. You know, like the last week or whatever, I'd be like, I'll uh, – right. I'll keep rest of my arm and I'll go to a different team. Right. Like, right. I mean, so I don't know, but again, Mets are a mess. Padres are a mess. They slid. Both of them were in first um, and took a huge dive. And, and, and the Mets was more concerning because that division is just not very good. I mean, when you look at the Braves, they might be the weakest team in besides maybe the Cardinals. Um, and we'll get to that. But I think the Phillies also are not a spectacular team. They're, they're, you know, I, I think there's times where they struggle pitching. There's times where Bryce Harper can't do it all. Um, and they just barely can hang on and get third place in a division that just isn't good. Um, and I'm surprised that there were teams that finished above 500 in that division. But um, I guess we'll move on uh, from those two topics just because we got a lot to talk about. So yeah. um, we are going to move on into um, the playoffs and Jordan, uh, we can tell you the teams now, right? Because uh, there, there's no like 163 or four or five or six or however many games that we're going to end up playing. But uh, the bracket is set. The AL wildcard game is going to be the Red Sox versus the Yankees. Uh, and that is at, that's that's at Fenway, isn't it? No, it should be in the Yankees. Yankees finished above them. Yankees finished above them, yeah. So Didn't they? your host doesn't know anything. Um it will be at... no Boston did finish above them. Yeah, I was yeah, because they have the season series. Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's what happened. Yeah, right. And then the Cardinals uh, will fly out uh, to LA at a very difficult Dodger Stadium, um, a very crowded Dodger Stadium, um, quarantining and everything. Maybe not, but uh, so those are your wild card games. And then the 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 Red Sox and Yankee game that's on tomorrow night on ESPN, eight o'clock. Or like 808. Um, 808. I know, yeah. I know the playoffs are weird. Cardinals versus Dodgers is Wednesday on TBS at 810. 810. I was gonna say 808 <laughs> again. Well, maybe 807 would be a better time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those are the wild card games. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about those teams. Jordan, we'll start with your lovely AL East mm. because I know you are chomping at the bit to get on a pedestal and tell us how good these teams have been. Um, first off, let's talk, let's talk Red Sox because they are the host. They're playing at Fenway. Um, what are your, what are your thoughts on the Red Sox, uh, and being an AL East guy, kind of fill me in on, on how these teams have played over the year and just kind of what you expect from them in this very heated, one of the most historic rivalries, uh, in any sport. Well, I would say the nicest thing I can say about these two teams is that if you want six hours of entertainment, that'll get you about through seven innings of a Yankees Red Sox matchup. They play slow. All right. And it's been that way since the early 2000s. If you look, Oriole games, when you, if you're an Oriole fan or a Rays fan or a Blue Jays fan, just know, you probably already know that when you're facing one of these teams, your game's going to be longer. But when it's both of them playing against each other, the game's going to be even longer. And you wonder how, when they add in these 
like you have to face three batters now because really like back then it'd be like, Oh, they changed somebody. Let's change our pitcher. Oh, they just changed the hitter. Let's change our pitcher. Oh, they just changed their pitcher. Let's change our hitter. And like that would take the game forever. Uh, But it still happens even in these times. But look, both teams finished 92 and 70. The Red Sox won the season series 10 to nine. So they are very even here. Uh, they outscored the Yankees by a single run, 75 to 74. But the Yankees have won the last six games and actually just did a sweep less than two weeks ago up in Fenway. Then, I don't know. I, I don't know who I'd even pick here because let me say it's going to be very, they've had a very up and down season. Orioles started the season sweeping the Red Sox in Boston. Mm-hmm. Yankees started off pretty good. Then, the Yankees started declining. The Red Sox got good, you know, and they were winning right. the division at some point. Then the Rays took over division and the Red Sox curled down a bit. And then it was really like the Yankees hit like this huge plateau for a while where they could not get a win. Then all of a sudden the Yankees start trending up again. The Red Sox start trending back down. It's been that way all season. I've had my eye on these teams, obviously, because they're in my division, and I always be like, oh, man, the Orioles are only 35 games back now. We can do this. But... <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you're no. not watching it for that reason. <laughs> Don't let other people think you actually did. No, but I was watching them because yeah, these are our rivals. But, yeah. um, look, uh, I don't know. I think if you're going by recent times, I think the Yankees win this game. Hmm. But – it's up in Fenway. Yes, though, the Yankees just swept up there. So it is very, like, I don't know. I mean, the Red Sox won the season series, but like I said, the last six have been the Yankees, which means at some point the Red Sox led the season series 10-3. to So I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think my pick here is the Yankees. I really do. I think the Yankees uh, can have it uh, – will have it going, and I think we're getting uh, Garrett Cole – leading yeah. off uh i mean not leading off i was it's one game yeah uh he's gonna be the pitcher if he's leading off they're in trouble too uh boston is yeah yeah uh but yeah lameo is out with a sports hernia yeah. geo urshela just got banged up landing in a dugout yeah. Yeah. wrong uh joe west was dedicated and went in there with him he also uh, <laughs> yes <laughs> what, Jamie a, Mar- what a player's umpire huh <laughs> JT, jd martinez has an ankle injury yeah this is really a toss-up, and I'm expecting this yeah. game to go like 10 hours. So um, I don't know. I think my pick here is the Yankees, and actually I saw a really good point from an Oriole fan online that we should root for the Yankees as an Orioles fan. One, because the Yankee fans are already annoying. Two, Yankees will always be the Yankees. They have 27 World Series yeah. wins. Three, we don't want the Red Sox to become a Yankees 2.0, so root for them to lose so they don't get their big head filled. I mean, they've won like the last, they've won like three World Series since the Yankees have. So, I mean, uh, I think I'm going to go Yankees uh, over the Red Sox, and I'll say this game finishes 7 1. 7 1. Yeah, 7 1. Wow. That Fenway, that'll be rough. Um, so just a little bit of fun facts here. Uh, the the Red Sox haven't really been in the postseason in a whole lot, but when they have over the last 20 years or so, um, it, it's been a fun one because they seem to always link up with the Yankees somehow. 
so in 2018, the Red Sox defeat the Yankees 4-1 in the American League Division Series. 2004 uh, was that wonderful 2004 where the Red Sox defeat the Yankees 4-3 in that American League Championship Wonderful series. being used yeah. very loosely. <laughs> Not so good for Jordan. Um, that, those games, if I think back to those games, Jordan, those had to have been like at least, because that was that wild series where those games had to be at least seven hours, right? I think there was actually a game. Dude, they went one the into like the uh, into the next day. <laughs> right, they were playing yeah, at like yeah. twelve thirty the one yes. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's when Dave Roberts stole that base, and he, it was like that night. Yeah, it was like it was I just watched the, the Ken day. Burns documentary, and they yeah. cover that game. And yeah, that that was when it was. Yeah, yeah. nineteen ninety nine Yankees defeat the Red Sox four one in the American League Championship Series, and in nineteen seventy eight the Yankees defeat. Boston Red Sox five to four in an American League East tiebreaker game, um, which uh, the, if you know your history, I guess that's more fun for you. Um, but that sounded weird. I was like five to four tiebreaker game. Uh, maybe it's a, I don't know, one of these playing games where they. That's both, probably what it probably was. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think what you said was interesting. I think you, you hit it right on the head. I think that with these teams, it really is a toss-up. I think that there's moments, right, um, where you're going to see some of this rivalry come to, um, I guess, fruition from the, the fact that the Red Sox are playing at Fenway. It's going to be one of those classic games. It's I'm hoping it's closer than 7-1, Jordan, because I, I like these games, especially not having any skin in the AL East. Um, I can kind of look at this as a perspective of, yes, I, I don't, I didn't like the Yankees when I was little, um, but right now it's been like they've been like the harmless stepbrother um, of the AL East. They're finally coming back to a point where I think that they're very good. They've got a very big lineup. Um, and when I talk about big, I mean in height. <laughs> I wouldn't um, say finally. I mean, like 2019 and 2018, yeah. they had like 100 win seasons. Yeah. But. <laughs> but I think, but like having, but having, I guess maybe not uh, what I say, like having a more consistent and more well balanced. Yankee lineup, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's been more of like, let's smash home runs and let's just get ugly. Um, and now they've got a pitching staff that I think is relatively decent. So it's it it, it seems like they've balanced out that team. Um, adding uh, Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo, um, if one of them catches fire during the playoffs, I think the rest of the team will just go just because I think that's what they needed ultimately behind in case Stanton or in case Judge don't play well. I mean, you, Stanton's got, been like, hot. Right, extremely. Stanton's been really up. Right, so if you can get one of the three big guys behind Stanton to play or in front of Stanton to play, then then you're going to have big issues. And I, and I think that they're a very tough team to beat, um, especially if they can play games at Yankee Stadium because they're tough to beat at home. However, that being said, I do think right now um, I'm going to go the opposite of you. I think the Red Sox have played at a point where they just seem like they're in kind of like one of those spells where they look to do something special. Um, and, and I you think when the Orioles of, beat them two out of three games. Yeah, and... right, right. Um, you know, because the Orioles are a really good baseball team. And I, I think that the, the, they, they get overlooked. But uh, J.D. Martinez uh, is going to be hurt. Uh, he, there's, they said it's very doubtful that he plays the wild card game and he might return at the ALDS. Um, but just to throw some things out there, Martinez, uh, Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, um, both had uh, pretty good second halves. You throw in Kyle Schwarber um, and Bobby Dalbeck, right? Both of them having some of the hotter second halves uh, that you've seen, Um, especially Kyle. Um, He went on that tear with with the Nationals before he heads over. They're probably one of the better offensive teams right now because of the way that they're hitting. I think that when you look at this team, they've got the ability – 
Um, can they do it against Garrett Cole? That'll be the true test, I think. Um, Cause if you look at Garrett Cole's numbers uh, uh, he's, He's not been as good as he once was, but he's still Garrett Cole, right? He throws hard. The sticky um, stuff. Yeah, it might be the sticky stuff. You know, he doesn't complain about that kind of stuff. But um, <laughs> I, I think if you look at this matchup, it's going to be fun. I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored because um, it's an AL matchup and a wild card game that I think is going to get hot and heavy. Uh, I, I think that Nathan Valdi is not as – spectacular either so i do think that both starting pitchers will give up runs um as they've done so it should be a fun one i'm gonna say i'm gonna go red Sox, and i, I think it'll be like a like a 5-4 or a 6-4 or a 6-3 like i think it'll be a high scoring game uh, a lot of high leverage moments where guys are out there and running runners in scoring position can they knock them in that'll be the real test and i'm sure if the yankees faithful uh, gets anything like they used to, those big guys better not strike out or it could spell some trouble for them. Um, so I, I put 5 4 for your, for your, score yeah, let's line. do 5 4. That, that seems like a more accurate. Let's move on then to the next wild card game, and that's going to be on Wednesday, 8 o'clock again, 8 10 on TBS Cardinals versus Dodgers. Cardinals rattled off 17 straight, uh, in the month of September slash October. Um, I love how baseball does that now. They've combined September and October to be one month because we play like three games in October. But anyway, September, October, 17-game win streak, Jordan. We talked about this last show. It's the teams that get hot that go the furthest in the playoffs. Can the Dodgers hang on against these red-hot Cardinals, and can the Dodgers be the quote-unquote best team in baseball like they've kind of proven they are this year? Ooh. Look, this is going to be Wainwright versus Scherzer. Like, this is going to be a low-scoring game. <laughs> this is going to be like a no-hitter versus no-hitter until the ninth inning or something. I mean, this is going to be <laughs> insane. I, I would have to go with Scherzer in this. Now, look, when we look about home runs, who leads the Dodgers? Max Muncy. Guess who's out injured? Max Muncy. Max Muncy. <laughs> His wrist – and his arm, I don't know if you saw this, but like it was he, gross. he was going to catch the ball on first and he put his hand right in front of the batter to try to get the ball like the runner. Mm-hmm. And he just got bammed by the, by the runner and it really jammed in his wrist and it didn't look good. And uh, you know, they're going to be without Max Muncy. A lot of people were talking about his potential MVP for a while there too. 36 home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Paul Goldschmidt's batting 294. Nolan Arenado's got 34 home runs. They, they, they're going up against a pretty good hitting team here, but they got Max Scherzer. And when you think about how crazy it is that they didn't get him till the trade deadline and he is now going to be their starter in a wild, cut, wild card game mm-hmm. is insane. That's just how good Max Scherzer is. And it's uh, it's going to be a fun game. I think this is my more anticipated game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, look, tickets are as low as $134, according to the website I'm on. Which is, that's pretty good for a one-game playoff. Um, but Wainwright's been really good, too. And the Cardinals, like you said, were really hot. It was 17 in a row, right? I just kind of put that there. I'm pretty yeah, sure 17. Yeah, 17. Yeah. Um, so that is not much to, to sneeze at there. But look, they've got 90 wins compared to the Dodgers having uh, 107, 6? 
106. 106, yeah. Look, the Dodgers only lost 56 times in the season. That's more losses than the Orioles have wins. Okay? That's how how good this Dodgers team has been. But who am I rooting for? I'm rooting for the Cardinals here because (laughs) I think it would be fun to see the Dodgers lose – uh, you know, all this money spent, even trading for Scherzer and Trey Turner, and then getting bounced in a one-game playoff because they finished one game back of the Giants, who nobody had expectations for this year. So I do think that'll be a really good game. I think, uh, and I know we'll talk some more, um, you'll give your thoughts on this, but I think for me, I'm going to go ahead and say Dodgers end up winning 3-1. to one. Nice. Yeah, so I, you know, being a Cubs fan, I, I've seen a lot of St. Louis and the way that they handle games like this, right? A one-game wild card. The, if there's a team out there, I would I would argue them and the Rays of this generation. Like, I feel like the Rays, like this is their kind of thing. Um, they seem to always come up big when big moments are available to them. And I think that the Cardinals are very similar in this. Um, and here's why. Adam Wainwright, right? He's thrown 206 innings uh, roughly uh, over the course of the season, right? He's a 40-year-old pitcher who's been around in the postseason for a very long time. I've seen him multiple times in the postseason. He is not fun to deal with in the postseason. <laughs> um, a 2.89 ERA. He doesn't give up runs. He goes the length. He, he gives their bullpen – which is always a pretty stable bullpen, uh, the chance uh, late in games to, to do well. Um, they've not been as good as they have been in the past, the bullpen. So that might be where that might be where if the Cardinals are going to lose, they lose it there um, compared to some of the other teams. But I think that if you look at Wainwright and his ability to go long in these games in a park that can be difficult at times to hit in, um, in a lineup that I think favors him without Max Muncy sitting in the middle of it, um, against a Trey Turner and Mookie Betts who are not good in the playoffs usually. Uh, They're not typically the guys that you would think um, would struggle in the playoffs. But as of right now, Mookie Betts, 258, on-base percentage of 343, uh, slugging and um, OPS combined, right? Not good. Uh, 31 games, hitting 258. That's going to be somebody they rely on to get on base. Trey Turner, um, 233, right, in 27 games. Those are guys that can just blaze the base base path, but I don't know if Adam or uh, Adam Wainwright. I said Adam Scherzer. I'm going to combine both of them here. Um, I'm not <laughs> Man, sure. That'd be unstoppable. <laughs> it would be, but I'm not sure Wainwright with his experience, right? With the games that he's played, he's tw- he's thrown 28 games, 15 he started um, with the Cardinals. I-, I know him way too well. Um, I'm going to say the Cardinals win this one, uh, and the reason why is because of Adam Wainwright. I think that they were very hot. A 17-game uh, win streak right in the end of September, October gives you tremendous confidence. And I think that with this team, with the experience that they have, um, with the club that they have, I think that they just they sit in a special spot to be able to upset a team. And it really sucks because the Dodgers, and, and we'll get into this because I'll ask you a question later on as we get further in, but or maybe now, but at the end of this rant. Um, but I, I think that it will be upsetting for the Dodgers because last year, I think 
many people put an asterisk next to because it was a shortened year. And this year the Dodgers had, if not the best team, at least the second best team, um, if you take record to be what the indicator, which sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But this team was so good. Uh, the run differential is so good. But I do think the Cardinals have caught them at the right time. I think they've caught them at the right time. Max Scherzer, Jordan, is not a good postseason pitcher. I don't know if people understand that. People that don't watch him, maybe because they're up, not up that late watching him play in the postseason. He's got a 3.38 ERA compared to Wainwright, who's 0.5 ahead of him. It, it, he, he's never really performed well. His whip is 1.13, um, which is above average in, in these kind of he situations. He did pretty good but, for the Nats, right? So, I mean, when, he was on but, the, when he was on the Tigers, it wasn't good. Yeah. But I, I do think something can be hidden – yeah. When you're, you know, when you're playing for the Dodgers, right? right. Like, I think, I th- like, I think he could still go out there, probably pitch bad and still win this game yeah. without, with the Dodgers lineup. Their lineup is good. Yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Their lineup's great. Um, but 2019 was his best year, obviously, with the Nationals, um, the year that they win it. 2017, when he's in the postseason, a 3.68, gave up a lot of runs. Um, and when he's but how many trouble, games did he pitch in the postseason that year? He had how many games? Two. Uh, yeah, he I mean, it's so hard I mean, to go off of yeah, such, such a small sample. But I, I don't know. Like the more he's pitched, I think he's much more vulnerable. I think than Adam Wainwright. Like I think Adam Wainwright has an ability, and I guess we'll see. But I think he's just got an ability, having watched him pitch so much as a forty-year-old pitcher. Um, Max is thirty-seven, but it, you know the the experience that he's had in successful postseason games. Um, I guess I'll say uh, Wainwright. I, I feel like this is like the Cardinals' time to bounce somebody, and nobody thinks they're going to win. Um, everybody thinks mm-hmm. that the Dodgers are just going to roll through them at home. I don't think it's going to be the case. It'd be a lot of fun. Look, I, I picked the Dodgers, but I, I will, and we didn't plan this ahead of time, so we've actually fallen on different spectrums yeah. the whole time. But I, I think it's very interesting if the Cardinals do win. I think that'd yeah. be a lot of fun. But part of me also thinks Dodgers Giants. A, a NLDS would yeah, be a whole be bunch of fun. Yeah, it'd be wild. <laughs> that would be great. Right. Oh, could that you imagine? So you have LA uh, and San Francisco playing each other, and then you're going to have an AL East team playing the Rays. The Rays, yeah. It's going to be wild. Like this postseason, and we talk about matchups, this might be one of the most exciting playoffs. And Jordan, you and I talked about this, and I, I you can't really find a stat on this, but these might be some of the best teams we've ever fielded in a playoff bracket together. Like this is a solid playoff. Everybody's in the 90 wins except I 400 think the 400 win Cardinals teams. And, yeah, and I think the Cardinals and I want to say the Cardinals and the Braves were the only ones to finish without being at 90 wins. Nope, the Cardinals did get 90. That's right, they did get 90. Right at 90. Yeah, Braves are at 88. Yeah, Braves. Um, are but we have we have three 100 win teams. I mean, that yeah. is insane. Yes, and people creeping up to 100, right? You had 95, 95. Yeah. You had 93 with the White Sox. The wild card teams, 92, 92, and you almost had two teams tie who had 90 wins as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it might speak to the really poor play of the bottom teams in the leagues, but I, I think when you look at it, it's going to be a really fun series, and I think that th- this Cardinal series is going to be just a icing on the cake to a really fun wild card series, uh, two games and then we'll get into these division series that'll be just as good if not better um so i think cardinals 2-1 i'm gonna say it's a low scoring game i'm gonna say the max muncie thing kind of throws you off when you don't have that guy sitting there in that middle lineup that you normally have around um in, in a lineup that needs production 94 runs batted in 
Um, mm-hmm. So I think it could prove. And they expect cool. him to be out in the NLDS fully yeah. um, if they make it there. Yes. Kind of previewing a couple things ahead of there. Um, you, you can also look at back. Uh, Clayton Kershaw ended up leaving the, ma- or the match, the game, um, a couple of starts ago and where he was a left forearm strain. He's had issues with that left forearm before, and they're thinking that he is going to also be out for the NLDS and maybe longer. So if they do proceed to the next round, I don't know how much longer they can hang in with the Giants. Um, it, it'll be very difficult. All right, so the the – Wild card game uh, between the Red Sox and the Yankees lead into a really fun one with uh, Tampa Bay. And there you're going to head down and play the race who finished first in the division. Uh, and they finished with a hundred wins. One of our three 100 win teams. Um, when they get to the Rays, Jordan, what, I mean, coming from the ALA's perspective again, what, what can you really expect from the Rays? Because I think a lot of people, a lot of people don't watch uh, the Rays, even the, the fans. Um, <laughs> what can we expect from Tampa? Uh, what are some things that we can look out for? Maybe some players that, that if you're not familiar with Tampa, that we can look out for as casual fans. I, I think most people know Wander Franco, right? right. I mean, uh, but look, when you look at it this way, Tyler Glass now was one of their top pitchers. He's done for the year. He's been done since like July. Mm-hmm. They still get 100 wins. They trade Willie Adamas to the Brewers. Still get 100 wins. Like, they just – this is what the Rays are, and this is what – this is their first ever time getting 100 wins, too, I think mm-hmm. they said. So, like, this is <laughs> – they're just like the little engine that could. Um, now, I'm sure part of – I don't know – if look, they're, they're one of the best teams in baseball. I don't know if it's because of this that fans don't show up with it being like you, you never will be able to have a favorite player because they're always going to be on the block. They're always going to be moved because their mm-hmm. farm system is just going to keep on moving up the best players. But I think if they win a World Series, it's all worth it, right? I mean, right. that's I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, the Rays are just good. I, I can't even describe it another way. Uh, adding Nelson Cruz to the lineup is amazing as he makes his like, you know, a hundredth team in, in major league baseball. And I, I don't know how to describe them as a, like uh, most people might think as an AL East fan, as an Oriole fan, I would dislike them. They're my favorite ALS, AL East team. That's not the, it's not the Orioles, right? <laughs> right. Um, Wander Franco has just been really fun to watch. He's gotten on base like 40-some straight games, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Nelson Cruz. Kiermaier's fun. Uh, you know, Rosarena has been pretty cool. We have Mike Zunino, you know, who's hit 33 home runs this year. Brandon, uh, uh, Brandon Lowe hitting uh, 39. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Playing second base, <laughs> thirty-nine home runs—that is insane. Um, I don't know. I mean, they got they got a squad, man. And when you look at pitchers, they traded Rich Hill for Nelson Cruz, and it worked out pretty well for them. Um, uh, Ryan Yarbrough's been good. Drew Rasmussen, Michael Waka. You know, Glasnow's injured. Like we talked about, Colin McHugh. I mean, I don't know. They, they've they got pretty good pitching. 
it's really impressive that they've been able to put together this sort of season, as we've mm-hmm. talked about, getting rid of some of the some of their people that contributed to even them get into the World Series last year. The fact that they've won 100 games uh, is great. And, yes, I know the whole thing of, like, they've won 18 games against the Orioles and only lost one or whatever the record is. Like, um, and, and meanwhile, you know, the other teams in the AL East did not fare as well against the Orioles. So, right. um, I think it's just how good this team is. And there's not a lot of holes here. And guess what? If they win the World Series, they're going to end up trading some of these guys calling up other guys, and then they're going to be in the World Series again next year. So mm-hmm. it's not going to make any difference to them. They've This is the franchise I want the Orioles to model themselves off of because they're just consistently good. And I do hope that they win a World Series to, sh- to prove that this model can do it. Yeah, so when you look at their team, too, they, they do something that a lot of teams don't do. And – you know, it started to go that way, but I think a lot of teams have been unsuccessful in the blueprint that they've built for it. They are a team that relies heavily on their bullpen. Um, they are kind of one of those people that will throw a starter four or five innings, and then they will put a reliever in, and they will rely heavily on their bullpen. They're, and it's a bullpen that they should rely heavily on. First in, in, or in the AL uh, in ERA, they've got uh, a team uh, – or sorry, a bullpen that is amongst the top, again, one – uh, and then one spot above the Yankees uh, with a whip of 1.15. Um, so I think it, it, it shows just how good um, that these teams are when it comes to getting guys out when it matters the most. And that's the biggest thing with postseason. In the postseason, because there's games in between, or sorry, days off in between, you've got times to rest uh, specific bullpen arms starters that might not have to go as long or starters that can now join the bullpen arms and the arsenal that they have because they don't have to worry about playing every single day. So I think that's another thing that makes the Rays very interesting. Now, on the flip side, if you're talking about the offense, they're probably one of the most unbalanced offenses in the playoffs just because they rely so heavily on that home run ball. Like you said, when you're starting to name guys, it's like, gosh, how many home runs do all these guys hit? It's because they're so reliant upon, uh, and they were third, I think, in the league, um, when it, you when you discuss like how reliant upon home runs they are, um, and, and that's concerning because if the if the home run ball stops, so does their production, and then the wind stops. Um, and, and if they run up against good pitching, which you will in the postseason, it's it, it elevates. I mean, even some of your average pitchers elevate, um, or guys that aren't having good games, they find ways they grit out wins. People may so, have just saw me shrug, and I was just shrugging <laughs> because I mean they, they face really good pitchers in the AL yeah. East. They do. as well. They're in, they're in probably the best division in baseball yes. with having three playoff teams all mm-hmm. above 90 wins. Uh, and even the Blue Jays finishing with 90 wins. Um, that The top four teams have been really good in the AL East. And um, I don't know. They, they, pitch, they face some really good pitchers, pr- probably better than some of these teams they'll end up facing, maybe. I mean, they, they do have to face the Yankees, but I mean, uh, or the Red Sox, depending on. Oops, I just let it slip. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I already said the Yankees are going right. to win, but I, I acted like it's a foregone conclusion, which means the Red Sox are going to win. Um, so, I mean, they do have to face, uh, you know, the Yankees, and then they'll have to face, you know, um, I mean, the Astros have a good squad. White Sox have a good squad. Um, so they will have to face good pitchers, but 
I mean, White Sox really have good pitchers, but I mean, right. I, I don't know. I think it won't be that much different for them. And if you look at the AL too, the AL is known for being the ones that score runs. So you're not, it's not like you're running against the NL teams who NL teams really rely heavily upon their pitching. Um, whereas I think the AL, if you, well, I mean, heck, if you look at the top one, two, three, four, five teams, four of those teams are in the AL and four of those teams are also in the playoffs. Uh, you're looking at the Astros runs per game. Sorry. Um, the Astros 5.33 runs per game. Tampa Bay, 5.29. Toronto, 5.22. The Dodgers, 5.12. And the Red Sox, 5.12. So you're running up against really high potent offenses. And and if if you're going to give the leg up, I think you have to give it to Tampa. If you're looking at a series that can go seven, they really do feel like they have it under control in the bullpen. And I think that's where it's going to matter most with a lot of these games depending on who they run up against. Um, Jordan, you think they'll run up against the Yanks. I'm thinking they're going to run up against the Red Sox. Did you put in a final prediction? Um, I know you kind of let slip, but uh, final prediction for a series. If the Yankees, sorry about the Red Sox, if the Yankees uh, proceed and have to play the top of the division, Tampa Bay Rays. I actually just filled out the MLB.com bracket here, but I have, I have the Rays over the Yankees. Okay. Do you, how many games? Do you think it goes long or five games? Five games. Okay. The race can have a difficult. It can. It can be a difficult place to play if people show up. And it's about getting people to show up. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I, I'm gonna say it's the race, but I'm gonna say the race in six. Um, I feel like their bullpen. Is this over be, the Red Sox or over the Yankees? The Red Sox. Yeah, okay. we're, I got the Red Sox advancing to yeah. beat them up. So. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say six games. Um, I, I think that the bullpen, I think the bullpen is good enough to hold. But I think that you find some holes here, and I think just relying so much upon home runs and Fenway being so strange, uh, I think that you know it's difficult to really rely that heavily on that in the postseason because I think that the home runs really do they either come in bunches or they don't come at all. So I I, I think that that will be something that forces this to go six. Um, but I do think that the Rays pull it out just because of the home field advantage and the fact that I think they've got, I think they've got a more solid run production um, core than, than the Red Sox do. So especially if JD Martinez has to miss any time, I don't like the chances for, for Boston in that sense. So moving on, Jordan, um, we're going to head over to two teams we haven't talked about yet. We're talking about the Astros versus the White Sox. And this is going to be a fun one, I think. I, it, this is a matchup, I think, that um, it will be interesting because the White Sox haven't been here much. So I think getting to – And the Astros cheat. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a great matchup. <laughs> Um, Tony LaRusse was back in the playoffs with the, with the team. Um, and he had always had success, uh, especially with the Cardinals in the postseason. So he's going to make a run, uh, at the postseason again with the White Sox, Jordan Astros, um, besides the fact that they being on trash cans and steel signs and stuff, how do you feel about their chances coming into the postseason and the way that they look against the White Sox? Look, I want to clarify sign stealing things, you know, obviously using technology is wrong. Yeah. What the Rays did with Kevin Kiermeyer just picking up <laughs> – did you see this when, when he picked up the uh, the Blue Jays? So, like, the, the catcher was trying to tag out Kevin Kiermeyer. Yeah. And as he's doing that, 
his uh, wristband that has the secrets on it, you know, like how to pitch yeah. to people, yeah. flew out of his wrist and landed right up. Up on yeah. and Kevin Kiermaier just picks it up. That's totally fine. You're not cheating because you're not using technology. That guy, it fell out of that guy's hand. Right. So obviously what the, what the Astros did was wrong, but I do have to admire it. Look, here's the thing. Before the cheating scandal came out, I really looked up to the Astros. I thought this is what the Orioles should be. They they really, you know, they did almost the same thing with losing like 300 lost seasons and then um, starting to become good. And, you know, we took Mike Elias from there. Um, and look, they can win even without cheating. They can. It, it is just an asterisk of the year that they won the World Series is a year that they were really banging on the trash cans. And, you know, it makes me not like them at all now, and which is tough because I really did like them. I, I thought, you know, like they were a team that never really bothered me. You know, I was like, yeah. hey, if they're going to beat the Red Sox to get to a World Series, that is fine by me, you know. Um, and now I have to I, I dislike them almost as much as I dislike the AL East teams. So it is, uh, you know, been a, it's been a season for them. They started off pretty hot then they hit some real rough uh losses against oakland uh even and they've kind of been fluctuating uh back and forth but you know they they've got up to 95 they got the second uh seed right of Mm -hmm. the american league Mm -hmm. and uh with 95 wins uh with the way we talk about the white Sox, isn't that the astros still finished two games better than them and they they just hit man and and one thing you don't have to worry about that when you talk about postseason is that they kind of play in a dome and they play in Houston so it's not even really probably going to be much of an issue their offense will be probably fine it might be a little struggling in Chicago uh, when they play there but yeah. I actually have the White Sox winning this though interesting yeah um, I, I think they're pitchers you know just they're pitchers of Hendricks and Kimbrel and uh, right. you know. Uh, just all, all everybody that they have there, you know, of course they're starters too. Gio, uh, Giolito and um, uh, who am I saying? Lance Lynn. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that is, they, they have some really good pitching. They have stars like Tim Beckham. Um, I don't know. I, I think that the White Sox have the pitching that's good enough to do it. And uh, it, you know, looking at, games that matter that help them get that i think when look at the field of dreams game even though it wasn't a meaningful game really it was i think a game that mimicked playoff atmosphere Mm -hmm. uh playoff feeling and then coming back from blowing a save and then coming back and winning that game there is i think a pretty big deal Uh, but the astros have been there before it's going to be very hard Uh, carlos correa having really good season he's going to be a free agent going into next year. A lot of Oriole fans trying to make that push. Good luck. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I'm going to, I'm stalling because I'm trying to think of how I want to do this. I think I'm going to go White Sox versus Astros. White Sox over Astros in six. All right. Yeah, I, I... Chicago is a tough place to play in October just because it, it's cold. It, the wind's always blowing in. Uh, it's a, it can be a real tough environment. 
um, especially when you're playing on the south side. And knowing just how good it can be playing at home in front of those fans, um, they're nuts. And I think that the environment itself will be very difficult. And add the heated feelings that I think every fan base has for the Astros, right? You've got guys that are remaining on that team that were part of that whole scandal, that were part of that cheating scandal, the idea of stealing signs, um, you know, Altuve, Correa, Bregman. I mean, those are guys that when you look at them, you don't root for them and you pretty much despise them because of the impact that they had on that whole thing. I mean, that, that whole thing's a mess. They never really got the, I don't think they ever really got the disciplining that, that was needed. And I think a lot of teams take an extra edge over them just because of the fact that they've done this, right? So trying to prove, and, and some of them have proven that they are belonging, right? The three of them, they, while not like they were, they I mean, even Altuve well. didn't need it as much. Right. When you look at his numbers, right. splits away from home and stuff, he didn't need it uh, as right. much. And I think even when you look at the trash can banging, he got yeah. less than anybody else. So I mean, he didn't really need it, but yeah. But you know, I think when you guys, when you have guys like Michael Brantley, when you have Altuve, and you have Correa, you have Guriel, you have Maldonado. Like those are guys that you, they're just so sound in the playoffs. They, it seems like they have probably the, one of the more balanced uh, lineups that uh, one of the teams can field out there. Um, I, I feel like they and the White Sox have very similar attributes. I think that they both um, – I think the White Sox have a much stronger bullpen um, just mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. of the things that they have in the bullpen. But they're not too far off Houston. I mean, they're not great. They're not uh, anything to write home about. But they're up there too with having a pretty decent bullpen – That'll keep them in games. However, like you said, Jordan, I think with the White Sox bullpen, if they can steal one of these games at home, um, and when I'm talking about home, I talk about when they can steal one of these games at Houston, it could really play out to be a huge advantage for the White Sox because it is very, very, very difficult to play in in Chicago um, come October. So I think that, and especially because Houston plays indoors, they play in hot weather. (laughs) This is going to be culture shocking. Um, this is going to be, I think, the best series that we get. I'm going out there on a limb and saying mm. this will be the best series that we get when we talk about ALDS. I think it goes to game seven. And Ooh. I'm going to say – this is fun, Jordan. I can't like, – uh, <laughs> wait, ALDS. No, sorry, it's not seven. It's five. Yeah, it's five. Oh, yeah, we look like dummies, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah, if there's anybody listening. Um, well, you know what? I I did I have think, uh, I did have Rays in five, so that's going to take all in five. The past, <laughs> they had talked about going seven, which is why I keep thinking it's seven. It's not. That's the NBA. Five is the NLDS. Seven is NLCS and ALCS. Sorry. Uh, so game five, right? Uh, so we have to go back and change our predictions um, for mm, only when I have to change this White Sox Astros. I'll yeah. go ahead with White Sox in four. Okay, so That's then I'll much go the equivalent back. of what I had, right? I was going to say I think I'll have to go back and just shorten it by a game with the Rays and Red Sox. I'm going to go five. Rays in five. I'm going to say this one goes five too, but I'm saying this one's going to be the more competitive of the two. I think that this one has a chance to be one of the best series that we see, just because I think. Both teams seem seem evenly stacked. I think the White Sox will provide a challenge. Their bullpen is what I think essentially could be the difference maker. However, I do know that the bullpen did not have as much of a dominance as they thought they would. 
I'm going to go Houston. Unfortunately, I think it, it goes down to five games, and I think it ends up with Houston, even though Chicago's it's very hard to win. Um, but I think if they go back down to Houston, two to two, I think that Houston has enough, especially in, in starting pitching and, and some of the relievers that they have. I think that they can pull one out. And I'm going to go five um, in that series. But, yeah, we did look done, didn't we? It was game seven. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, I think it's game seven. I think it's five, seven, seven. And it is. Um, so our mistake, but moving on. At least and, we caught it now, and people are not like writing into us. Uh, <laughs> well, I was thinking about. It, I was like, why does that sound wrong? Like, why? Why does that all of a sudden sound wrong? Um, but yeah, it's five. Um, moving on, Jordan. We're gonna head into the NL wild card um, matchup, uh, or sorry, NL wild card. Moving on into the Giants. Um, so you had the Dodgers, and I had the Cardinals. Jordan, the NL West rivalry, the big rivalry. Um, and let's hope all the fans behave themselves um, because it's always been one that's been, uh, I know there's been some incidents. Um, how do you think this series played out? Two best teams in baseball. If you look at record, how do you think that this plays out except really late at night to where I might not be able to watch half of them? No, I don't think they start out that late. They'll, they'll be like eight, eight o'clock, <laughs> yeah, right? Eight, I think yeah. most of the time here. Besides be... being at Dodger stadium until like six o'clock because of traffic. Oh, uh, there are some play? late ones. Uh, actually, I was just looking. There's some 9.30 and 9 o'clock ones on Friday and mm. Saturday. But those are Friday and Saturday. You'll be fine. Sure. Be You'll fine. be fine. Um, my oh my. This is the matchup I really hope we get. Uh, <laughs> Giants have been really good this year. I, Ex-Oriole Kevin Gosman uh, has been really good except for the second half of the season. But, um, you know... Brandon Belt's out, fractured his hand or finger. Um, so that'll hurt them for sure when we talk about the Giants. But this team of scrappy underdogs have actually played the Dodgers really well this season. Um, what's the season series? I'm trying to find that right now. Um, Let's see here. When we look at the season series, they have – it won't tell me. Oh, these guys play each other, huh? <laughs> okay. So they defeated the Dodgers in early September. Yeah. And they took the season series at that point. Um, I'm trying to find it on this article here but it doesn't seem to tell me the actual record. I couldn't find it on baseball reference either. I feel like that was something that um, I would be able to look up like their record against each other, but it doesn't give me that. I was going to say, I thought it would because at the bottom here, it usually has... Maybe, like... maybe I'm missing where it would say it on there. Now, I will say the one thing that Baseball Reference does not do as well is it does not do the um, the team um, like stats and stuff very well. Mm -hmm. like sometimes these are easy to go and find. Team wins, splits. So I got splits. Well, that's fascinating. Um yeah, so maybe <laughs> so if you're listening to us, just sit here and. Oh, okay. I think I found it. 
Uh, they beat the Dodgers 10 times and lost nine times. So it's pretty even. Okay. As it should be with the, with, with the way that they finished the season. Yeah, true. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I have a really good feeling about the Giants. And I actually have the Giants winning this in four games over the Dodgers. Why not six? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> they need to add those two games. It'd just be more fun anyway. What's, you know, another two games? Yeah, so wait, what'd you say? The Giants over six? Or, or now you got me saying six. Giants over Dodgers and four. Four. Oh. Okay. Interesting. Well, uh, this game will take place in McCovey Cove. Um, and not in McCovey Cove, it'd be kind of wet, but um, it, it takes place in San Francisco. I feel like San Francisco playing at that field, it, it's always a nightmare. Um, I know when the Cubs visited back in 2016, it was very difficult to play um, in San Francisco because the elements are different. Um, it is cold at night and the wind comes in off the water, um, off the bay. Um, with the good bullpen, I, I feel like they have the edge of the Dodgers. The Dodgers can't, you know, I, I think it's slightly better but it is better. And the Dodgers, for some reason, whenever it gets into the playoffs, then I'm not, they're not playing the Dodgers because I had the Cardinals going. So that's a mistake of mine. So um, yeah, this is a fun one so far. Uh, no, the Cardinals, sorry. Um, the Dodger, you had me thinking about Dodgers because that's kind of what I want to see, but I don't know if I will. Card, sorry, the Cardinals will be visiting. Um, and I think, yeah, I, don't, I, I think the Cardinals don't, yeah, they don't stack up at all. <laughs> um, I think when you look at it, if it was San Francisco, um, I think the Cardinals will really struggle just because of the fact that they can't hit. I, I think that San Francisco will control that series easily. I don't think that there is a person on the Cardinals that can really lock down their offense. I know that they've been the second best offense um, when you look at the team. Uh, especially run differential. Uh, they finished second. The Dodgers finished first. Um, so I think it's going to be extremely difficult for the Cardinals uh, to to put together a series here. I'm going to say Giants in four. Um, and I don't think it's that close of a series really at all. But uh, if they're playing the Dodgers, like I was saying, <laughs> then that'll easily be uh, the, the, the Dodgers, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what you say. I say the Giants right. still have. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Braves versus Brewers. That was brutal. Uh, let's close it out. We'll close it out with this, and then we'll just give out the rest of our bracket without saying how many games. Because we'll we'll be meeting up again next week for this, right? right? Yeah. So I have uh, Braves versus Brewers. Look, the Brewers pitching has been great corbin burns brandon woodruff freddie peralta um i mean when we look at this it's gonna be a really good matchup because the braves i think their their pitching is probably their their weaker spot obviously but you have four infielders all hitting 25 plus home runs for the braves freddie freeman albies Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson. 
I must say, I really do like this Braves team. I like all those hitters. The fact that they're doing this without Acuna Jr. has been really, really good. Very fun. But, like we always talk about, pitching really trumps in this. I'm going to have to go Brew Crew winning, and I have them winning in five. I think it's going to be a very eventful series. have them going all the way to the end, winning in five. I've predicted no sweeps. I was going to say, yeah, I feel like baseball might be the hardest one to sweep. I don't know why. I feel like it happens all the time, though, but it's hard to predict a sweep, I think. Yeah, let's go. Okay, I will predict the sweep, Jordan. Milwaukee in uh, three. I must have four. I can't add. Um, I'm going (laughs) to say Milwaukee. I need to slow down here. Um, (laughs) Milwaukee in three, and I think it's because of those three names that you listed, Jordan. I think that with Corbin Burns, who led the NRA, Ks per nine, fewest walks. I think adding Brandon Woodruff and Freddie Peralta, who Freddie Peralta actually had a pretty good end of the season. Um, I I think if you match that up with the Braves, who, uh, to be honest with you, there's times where they're explosive, and then there's times where they just kind of fade into the background. I I think it's going to be extremely difficult uh, for the Braves to make any kind of contact. I think that you're going to get – to a point where they become that inconsistent lineup and without like an Acuna Jr. who is going to provide an impact, uh, impactful bat to that lineup, I think that it's going to be difficult. I know Milwaukee is extremely difficult to play in, um, especially because I, th- I finally feel like the Brewers have one of their better teams, and that's crazy because of who's played there in the recent years. I feel like the Brewers have an overall team that I think might actually make some noise here in the playoffs. I think I'm going to go Brewers sweep. And I'm going to say that these three, I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to say that these three shut down. I'm going to say the Braves score one run in the NLDS. What? Yeah, one run. I'm writing that down. One for it. Write it down. Book it. And, and then now, the, I'm, now I'm hoping like they score two runs in the first inning. And I'll be like, <laughs> look at that, Logan. It's already done. Yeah, I'm going to say the Braves <laughs> one run and they get it at home. And it's some weird consolation. So. All right, I do want to bring up this real quick. So like we said, Yankees, Red Sox, ESPN, 8 o'clock on Tuesday, the day that you're listening to this probably. Wednesday, October 6th, Cardinals versus Dodgers, TBS at 8 o'clock. Then the start of the DSs, right? No, not the three DSs, but the NL and ALDS. ALDS starts Thursday, October 7th. FS1 at 4 o'clock is White Sox versus Astros. Then, winner of the wildcard game versus the Rays at 8 p.m. on FS1. Friday, October 8th, White Sox versus Astros game two on MLB Network at 2 p.m. Braves versus Brewers game one, where they're going to score two runs in the first <laughs> inning uh, to break Logan's prediction. That's on TBS at 4.30 on Friday. The winner of the AL wildcard game, Versus the Rays game two, FS1, 7 o'clock. And then the winner of the NL wildcard game versus the Giants in game one, TBS, 9.30. Saturday, October 9th, Braves Brewers game two on TBS at 5 o'clock. Then the winner of the NL wildcard game versus the Giants game two on TBS at 9. Then we only have times up through Sunday. Sunday, Rays versus AL winner wildcard game three, MLB Network at four o'clock. Astros versus White Sox game three, FS1 at eight. 
That's your times through Sunday, October 10th. And I am guessing we will be back on Monday to talk about those games. Um, you can oh, real quick, us. too. Oh, real quick, whoa, too. Uh, whoa, sorry, who, who do you have winning the, the whole thing? Yeah, we so we talked our previous. I have Rays versus White Sox. I have Rays winning. I have Brewers versus Giants. I have Brewers winning on an upset. I have Rays over the Brewers in the World Series. Ray, I thought you said Rays over Brewers. Okay. All right. So I've got the uh, – I got to get this right this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got Tampa and the Red Sox going after each other. I've got the Tampa Bay Rays going on uh, to the ALCS. And then we're going to switch over to the White Sox and Astros. I have got the Astros moving on to meet up with the Rays. I'm then going to say that the Rays beat the Astros and move on to the World Series. Uh, and in that side, I'm going to say St. Louis is going to uh, lose to San Francisco. Uh, so San Francisco will be moving on. I also am going to obviously have the Brewers sweeping the Braves. And then I'm going to go with the Brewers as well, sweeping, uh, not sweeping. <laughs> I'm going to have the Brewers being the San Francisco Giants because it never turns out well for the team that has the highest win percentage in the league. You can look that up. So, yeah, I'm going to go Brewers with, winning, you said? I've got the Brewers beating the – I've got the Giants? Brewers beating the Giants, yes. Who did you have winning the World Series? <laughs> Rays. I'm going to go with the Brewers winning the World Series. Oh, that's exactly what you want, huh? Exactly what I want, but I do think it'll happen. <laughs> I wanted something fun, right? I want the Rays. If I'm going to root for a team, it's the Rays because of they've been there. It's been hard to be the little brother. Um, I think that the Rays will be most teams. If you're going to adopt a team and you don't really have a team yet, root for the Rays. It'll be fun. You, you, you said all that, but you're picking the Brewers? Yeah, but okay. I, I feel like picking the Brewers because they're the better team. I okay. think picking the Rays. Well, I have all like that my... written down. So uh, when we come back here, we'll see just how, how far we are uh, in our correct predictions for, you know, we'll know the wild card by that time and we'll be at least two or three games into some of these series to figure out how that's going. Yeah. Um, and then you know Monday is another four game day, so that's going to be fun. Uh, so if we do record Monday again, we'll probably be in the middle of games, which will be right. <laughs> which will be crazy. All right, so Jordan, uh, you can follow along with us anywhere that you can find podcasts: Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. I think LimeWire still has podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, you can also find us over on Facebook at Extra Innings Baseball Show. If it is working again, you can find us on Twitter at Extra Innings Show. You can also find us over on Instagram at Extra Innings Baseball Show if it's working too, because Facebook and Instagram are run by the same provider. Of course, Facebook. So. We have been the Extra Inning Baseball Show. We are sorry for any mistakes that we made. We are just getting used to this whole setup where I'm the host and Jordan leaves me in the middle of the show. So if you liked us, enjoyed us, rate, subscribe, share us with your friends, and we will catch you next time on the episode where we talk about why the Rays and the Braves all sweep everybody. Goodbye. The Extra Innings Baseball Show is hosted by Logan Stump. Edited and produced by Jordan Wiegand. And we hope that everybody enjoys us talking some baseball in this MLB 
2022 season that is upcoming. Thank you.